Smoke Ball Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Stopsky. And it's good to be behind the mic again, guys. You know, it was a rough week last week um, with everything going on in the news. Uh, but this last weekend, went down to North Carolina. Uh, my sister got married to a, a great dude. Um, very lucky to call my brother. And um, and I'm relaxed. <laughs> you know, spent three days getting drunk on a mountain. So pretty good it's pretty solid so uh no no mock draft today no uh we're not going to dive into individual player or individual position analysis today uh today instead i have a i had a great conversation with um with marcus whitman of that franchise guy uh if you play madden you've probably downloaded his uh his rosters i only download madden when it comes out, just to download his rosters now. Because I don't really have time during the season to play Madden a ton. Usually I don't get to play Madden until like February, January time. Uh, so I'll just download Madden just to download his rosters. And then I just tuck it away until later because I love playing with day one rosters. I do. I love playing with day one rosters. And Marcus's rosters and his draft class, it makes Madden fun for me because Madden is you know kind of hidden this but let's get to the interview with Marcus Whitman Marcus man thanks for joining us dude I know you're a busy man you're uh, you're releasing all your rankings over the coming uh, few weeks I know you're uh, some other things planned as well so I appreciate taking the time dude this is uh it's been fun it's been fun seeing you yeah no I really appreciate you having me on it's uh good to see your face again it was uh pre-covid down in in mobile when i when i last yeah. saw you getting getting twisted at uh oh uh Vietz. oh dude <laughs> man there's the pre-covid senior bowl was a uh, that was that was an interesting one i i actually missed half of the practice because uh bill belichick decided to stand on the bleacher in front of me uh <laughs> and you're not gonna tell bill belichick to fucking move <laughs> <laughs> excuse me greatest coach of all time uh the pr like man yeah the pr man is trying to watch the, the fourth string receiver can you uh please move <laughs> but uh so let uh, I, the pocket the pockets i've been doing up in smoke football podcast we've been talking a lot about um kind of about like the process of going through and, and evaluating teams and and players um you're a pretty ballsy dude you put out like hour-long podcasts and videos on each team um you know most analysts put out like three minutes of content on teams that they're not super certain about and you're out here just going an hour on like the 32nd ranked <laughs> team um so and i noticed that you've gotten longer over the course of your career it started like at 15 minutes 10 minutes um because back in the day when i used to work in you know, before pre-covid uh back in the city I would get through like three of your videos by the time I got home. Now I'm starting one and getting home. And it's still not done yet. So like, <laughs> well, what, what went into the decision to, to make it longer? Did you just really enjoy talking to the Jaguars for an hour or was it like, you know, <laughs> I, need, I, need, I need to do this. Well, I do. I do enjoy it. Um, you know, it all, it all kind of started back um, when I was a, a much more like Madden centric channel. And I don't know. I think, I think I've just really developed uh, 
my lingo and and my ability to just kind of keep talking and not stop. And back in the day, like I would, I, I don't know, I have like 30 plus different cuts out of it. And just, I would take forever throwing it together. And I would take something I said here out and I would be really focused on, you know, we got to keep this at 20, 25 minutes. Now I'm much more like, let's just sit down. Let's talk. If it takes, if it takes 90 minutes, it takes 90 minutes. And uh, fortunately enough, like people want to hear me talk about that for 90 minutes, which also helps. Uh, So yeah, I think it's, it's mostly just, uh, as I've spent more time, like growing my knowledge base, I think I'm just more comfortable, uh, talking for that long. Well, I, yeah, I think it's very impressive because you see a lot of guys that, um, like, like ESPN analysts and granted, they only have a certain amount of time within a segment to talk mm-hmm. about people. Um, but they only put out like a, a little bit of content, even guys that do deeper dives, um, like even like PFF, which you no, know, I was employed at once. You're still with PFF, right? You're still doing stuff with them. Part time, yep. Yeah, part time. So like, no, even they don't they don't put out a ton of content per team. Like it's about 15 minutes per, per team. Um, to go out there and just be like, you know, because you know everyone's keeping receipts these days. You know, yeah, the Chargers have been have been slamming Seth Galina for like two years, and he put out like 30 <laughs> seconds of content on on Herbert, and you're putting out a full hour. So like, well, well, look, there's plenty of Herbert hate to go around. If the Chargers want to put me up on their site with my terrible Justin Herbert take, I mean, listen, as long as the Twitter handles there, uh, yeah, and 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 the link to the channel, yeah, man, bury him all you want. <laughs> Poor oh, Seth, no. oh, dude, I, I used the first because I had on the podcast and just. Dude, he's like one of the one of the coolest people, and uh, <laughs> just watching him get dunked on is because he he takes it so well. Like mm-hmm. the dunking, it's almost funnier when he gets dunked on. He's like, yeah, it's, it is what it is. It's, it's, it's yeah. fine. Um, but so when you're going through these teams, um, obviously, I, I know you can evaluate players. You've been doing uh, draft evaluations for uh, for a while, and obviously, you have your own roster that you put on Madden, which it has to be the most downloaded thing on the community at this point every season. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you go through all of those guys, which is insane. So obviously your ability to evaluate players is not questioned right now. We'll see if you make another Herbert fuck up, but until then uh, <laughs> it's not questioned. Um, <laughs> but how do you take those player evals and turn into team evals? Yeah. Well, it's definitely a miracle that after Herbert got, I think a 65 from me and his rookie roster, it's a miracle. People still download it, but uh <laughs> make it make it more challenging i get it i i'm sorry can you repeat that that question there <laughs> yeah herbert just lives rent free in my mind man it's just Dude, me, me too i get it <laughs> i was saying like no how do you uh when you're evaluating teams obviously you already have your player evals how do you take those you know it's not 53 because you don't the, the, the 50 second players doesn't really matter but like your top 35 players from a team how do you put that all together to decide sure these 35 are better than these 35 Obviously, just deciding one through seven, one from seventeen, probably have to think of a deal. But deciding like who's seventeen, who's sixteen, what what is what in your evaluation process is giving a team an edge over yeah. the other? No, that's that's a great question. I'm I'm glad I finally get to open up about it. So I actually have a spreadsheet, and I'm I'm opening it up right now. And I've had some talks with some different people um, that are connected, just kind of like what should the splits be. So I actually do go through and I'll go and I provide a grade and it's kind of, it's, it's all evolved from what was originally literally just my Madden 
ratings. Mm -hmm. Like four years ago, when I did these deep dive team rankings, I would literally just take whatever my Madden rating was. I've, I've evolved beyond just Madden and there's faults with the actual ratings in Madden that I just, I come up with my own number now. Um, But yeah, so like right now, I provide a grade for the quarterback, the weapons, which it used to. I used to do wide receiver, tight end, and split them mm-hmm. up like that. Now I just rank the weapons all together: uh, pass block, run game coordinator, pass game coordinator, running back, run blocking, and this year I added a, a quarterback run multiplier. That's a, a booster okay. to the run game, and that's just offense. Defense has a little bit less pass rush, linebacker coverage, DB coverage, D-line run defense, linebacker run defense, DB run defense. So I went through and provided a grade for each of those, and now I have a formula that helps me spit out. And I spent a lot of time with this formula uh, trying to figure out a good split for that. And it's obviously not perfect, but uh, for uh, basically I, I come up with a passing game ranking which right now is 42% quarterback, 27% weapons, 13% pass block, which is that number's actually come down for me over the last few years, and 18% coordinator. Run game is 40% run blocking, 35% run block, uh, sorry, uh, running back, and 25% run game coordinator. And then uh, it's 70-30 as far as passing game, run game, to give me your full offensive Interesting. Uh, ranking. So I, I love that as a spreadsheet because as a nerd myself, yeah. that's how I do all my stuff as well. It's all, yeah. it's all on Excel sheet somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, I sit down. It took me about two days just kind of filling it all in and really trying to take my time and bounce it off of some people as well just to um, – you know, open up feedback, like any teams stand out too high, too low. And then I'll, I'll take a second look at it, but, um, it's all, it's all there. It's all put together. And that's, that's how you get the total rankings. Awesome. I, I, I think that's great. I I love that you actually have like a number value for everything. It's not just kind of like, you know, willy nilly, like, Oh, Mm -hmm. um, uh, touch on pass blocking real quick. Cause you kind of mentioned how it's been going down and it's been the news recently with Joe Burrow on the podcast talking about how, his, uh, no, not all sacks are great equal, uh, and how his third down sacks like really don't matter. Um, and I think Brett Coleman actually did a video that came out. Well, today is Wednesday, so uh, I think about either yesterday or today, talking about um, you know second down sacks being way more uh, important to to offenses than third down sacks, cause, which makes sense. because you know, if a third down sack happens, you're punting. If you have a second down sack, that that essentially kills your drive. Like the drive yeah. is over. Uh, at that point, um, and then also PFF's um, uh, studies about how quarterbacks have more influence over their sack rate than uh, blockers do most mm-hmm. of the time. So, have have you been kind of affecting that as well? Like you know, because even you have the best pass blockers in the world, Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray are always going to have more pressures than Tom Brady. Even if even if you give them an all pro line and Tom Brady an average line, they're just gonna always gonna be pressured more just because of their style of play than yeah. than Brady. So uh, have you seen that over the course of like I, a few years been doing this? I would say that's eighty percent of why I made. They've been going down for me. Is just the more I watch, the more you see like 
dude, it doesn't, it doesn't freaking matter who Tom Brady's O line is sometime because he's, and it's, it's not just time to throw, which is obviously so important, but it's, it's how you navigate the pocket as well. Um, you know, like just watching certain teams like the Bears, I just did. There's so many times where like there's a pocket there. And right. Justin Fields is just, he's not navigating it the way a Tom Brady would. So it's like, that's super important. And I just think we're also seeing a rise in the importance of weapons. So you have mm-hmm. to steal from something. I'm not going to steal right, from quarterback. Right. I think play calling is also extremely important right now. So uh, I think it's just a, a number of factors have kind of um, reduced the importance of pass protection. Uh, the last little note there, I think, would be. I think a lot of these teams, especially when you look at like half the league in these kind of Shanahan style offenses now, mm-hmm. this play action is helping these guys so much with the moving oh, yeah. pockets and moving defensive linemen. And uh, you just, you're getting less true pass sets. You're, you're seeing the scheme protect a lot of these offensive linemen as well. So there's, there's a huge number of uh, variables for sure that have, have made me value pass blocking a little bit less. Uh, Touching on, on play action, because uh, I actually want to go about that as well, because there was a conversation on Twitter. Uh, I saw, I think it was uh, like Taj and Eric were having about it, uh, talk about it, how the uh, Colts linebackers really don't react to play action at all. Mm-hmm. Like they just, they just do not, they don't bite on play action. Um, as teams start doing that, because I would imagine that's, that's probably the route we're going to end up going with play action being so important in the NFL where it's making average quarterbacks good uh, and good ones. Great. Um, will that add, will that re add importance to the run game? Because the linebacker flow really does impact the run game, right? If, if the run game goes from averaging four yards to five yards, does it, I don't think it would be equal to passing. Cause I think that I think the, you know, no, yard per attempt across the league is like, now almost seven, like six point seven. So it'd still be a full, uh, no yard and a half below. But if if you're taking essentially the entire second level of the defense out of the run game, uh, do you see it starting to even out a bit more from maybe not seventy thirty to maybe more sixty forty uh, in the mm-hmm. near future? Yeah, I think it's a really interesting. Like this year and the next couple of years, is a, it's a, going to be a really interesting turning port, point. It's always been. Uh, zig when the rest of the league zags and the teams that are ahead of the curve uh, you know oftentimes go as far as the super bowl so mm-hmm. we've seen this kind of play action league the quarters heavy too high league has kind of taken over the last couple of years but what happens if san francisco goes on a run this year or maybe green bay or baltimore one of these teams that i do think is really buying into the run game right now mm-hmm. And that could absolutely cause a return to 12 personnel and base defense. I mean, that might be an extreme, but I do think it's, it's fascinating that there is certainly, I think, an opportunity for the reason you described. Uh, just from a personnel standpoint, teams are living in nickel 60, 70% of the time. Additionally, something that I've kind of picked up on the last couple of years that I'm interest, interested to see how that plays out is how bad the interior defensive line talent entering the league has been the last it's couple been of years. So bad. It's been horrid. You're talking about at max four players from a draft class that are like even competent run defenders. And 
if some of these, you know, the Al Woods of the world, the Akeem Hicks of the world, the, the competent 30-year-old run defenders, as they get aged out, what if these guys entering the league really do continue to suck? And you're now left with teams not sending the linebackers after the run with without, you know, Grover Stewart and DeForest Buckner up front right. to defend the run. You could totally uh, see... You know, teams like especially Baltimore right now. I mean, their their entire draft was like, we're going 13 personnel. We're going to try and just run it down people's throats all day. So I think it's definitely something to at least keep an eye on. I mean, running the ball is just so much harder than passing the ball, but right. it's it's definitely at a potential turning point. Yeah, I I always think back to the um, not the Rams run this year, but the Rams run uh, with Goff a couple of years ago. Uh, where Todd Gurley was the MVP for like a hot 30 seconds uh, before people like wise up and realized that he was just not that good. Um, <laughs> but like uh, uh, Sean McVay was, was running Todd Gurley into a, a light box, like 60% of his carries, um, which, which is really what you want to do, right? You want to get that, that numbers advantage uh, with teams going to, like I said, more too high personnel, which is more conducive to running. Uh, and you keep your linebackers there. Even if your linemen are, decent run defenders, right? Um, now that affects their pass rushing because they have to hold a gap for a second longer than they might prior uh, when they knew they had linebacker help. Um, it does seem like if this continues, now some teams have to adopt the Colts method of not you know, setting your linebackers for play action. But if that does continue, we could see almost like a, re- not a total reset, but a, but a reset where the run game, we're having a run game um, is relatively important. I still don't think it goes back to a running back being valuable because it's, it's not. Um, it's still the offensive line. Um, but I also think with the with the add of mobile quarterbacks, where you know if you only if you if you got a six person box right, uh, and you're facing eleven personnel, um, you got six blockers when you include the tight end, and now you have also have two runners with the back and the quarterback. That's a lot to to uh, to defend for only four linemen, yeah. I just, I just think that could be a, a a massive shift. Again, if teams decide to go away, start stop fighting the play. You're just trying to get people to bet on the 49ers to win the Super Bowl, aren't you? No, absolutely not. <laughs> Listen, Kyle George Shanahan with a, with a running quarterback <laughs> is is I think every defensive coordinator's nightmare. Oh uh, well, the only good the only good thing about if uh, Kyle Shanahan plays uh, uh, plays Trey Lance. You can just sell out on the run because that man can't throw. Oh shit! <laughs> Ooh. listen, if he could throw even a little bit, Jimmy G wouldn't have started last year. Yeah, it's, no, he was he was Roz Hell coming in. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah and, and he had like he was throwing like what twenty one passes a game mm-hmm. in North Dakota State. Like, and in, and even in that, they weren't accurate. Twenty passes a game. No, it yeah, was he, like it was bad. Yeah, like that that stuff. Um, that one always always confused me because um, Kyle Shannon gets a lot of love, right, for being this great coach and this great play caller. Um, but I do question his evaluating skills. Yeah. You look at the guys he's drafted. Or no, you know, it, he's not the GM, but like, come on, he's picking the fucking. Yeah, players. yeah. Like, like let, let, let's let's <laughs> let's be honest. There's a reason why there's a broadcaster, there's a GM, and not a right out. Um, the, the Niners draft, especially at the top, have been a little yeah. Yeah, speaking no, of it, speaking of a defensive tackle team at all, Javon Kinlaw had a, had a nice little day on Twitter the other day, uh, and he <laughs> hasn't done anything. So 
Um, I do really question about like what, like you know, what the Aaron Banks doing. second round, yeah, Ty Davis I, Price third round this year. It's if I was if I was going to say anything, I would say bet the under with with the Niners. I think they're like bound to collapse. That's uh, that's not a team that I feel super high on. Um, now that listen, Jimmy Garoppolo is not good. He's okay, um, but the rest of that roster, you know, is not is not a it's like. Kyle Shannon does a great job coaching play calling, which makes this team much better than it actually is. Um, but how far does that go? Right? Yeah. Like if Debo leaves, that's they might, one, right? Right, because if Debo leaves, and what is it? If George Kittle can't also pass the ball to himself, right? Right. And it's, it could be a serious problem in San Francisco, especially with that, that division being as good as it is. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Uh, you haven't released them yet, but where where would you... You have to give me the exact one because that's that would be spoiling, <laughs> like, like a range of where you would have. I, I think they're in in like a tier two, um, of not Super Bowl favorites, but Super Bowl contenders is okay. where I put them. I I'm a little higher on them than you. I, I have a lot of faith in Shanahan as a play caller, not as an evaluator. Uh, I I do think Lance will take a step from what we saw at North Dakota State. So from and, ball boy to backup. <laughs> And defensively, they're nasty, man. They're they're a very oh, nasty man. defense, and uh, I like the Shavarius Ward addition, a guy that has really graded out poorly per PFF. But every single time I've thrown on Chiefs all twenty two, he's like locking down top receivers, and oh. uh, was really good against Diggs. I thought in the AFC Championship game was was outstanding against Devontae Adams when they went up against each other. Just uh, a nice, much needed addition. Mm-hmm. And that that de- that pass rush, they scheme that group up. D'Amico Ryan's going to be a, a head coach before long, so I think so. Yeah, all right. Listen, I, I, I like it. And so I, I want to kind of jump back to recently with the PFF grades because uh, I've heard you talk about how you do your your grading for your roster, um, where it's you know obviously you watch a lot of film, but you're also taking in some analytics. You're taking in how the rest of the league views them, right? Because you could love a yeah. dude. But if the man's not getting the snaps, something's wrong, right? Yeah. Uh, and I do the same thing. Like, if, if I really like a guy and he can't break a starting lineup, I, I'm probably just too high on the guy. Um, when you're giving him a final grade, Madden grade, um, how much of it is analytics? How much of it is film? How much of it is how the league sees him? Yeah, it's, it's hard to kind of answer, like, what a split would be there, but – you know, I kind of have my own perceptions that, that have built up over this time. It's just kind of like the existing ratings that are in my head. And then I, right. I'm i constantly updating those. I have my studs and duds every week where I'm reviewing um, during the season, which, you know, in the race that is the middle of the season, you know, it's hard not to put a PFF. Uh, I think the weight of PFF during the season definitely – probably is more than it would be say this time of year where I have a little bit more time to really visit the all 22 and right. take more time with it. But as long as, as long as game pass is working, of course. Yeah. Euro game pass is where it's at right now. Um, <laughs> oh, do, do you have a, do you have a VPN just for Euro game pass? Oh yeah. Hell yeah, I do. Are you is it worth me? it? Is it worth it? Yes, it's worth it. Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll let you know why it's so worth it after, after this chat. Right. But, um, yeah. So I, I have like this, constantly 
existing basically Madden roster in my head where I'm like, I have these perceptions of guys. And then two or three times a year, I sit down to kind of reassess that, I suppose, whether I'm doing the fall edit of the Madden roster, which is just a great opportunity for me to revisit these guys, Madden or real life, whatever it may be. Uh, the deep dives, another one. And then during the season with the studs and duds, they're kind of the three times where I'm taking a look at my perceptions of these players. So yeah, I would just say during the season, it's a lot of, I watch every game on just the condensed games on like Monday, take notes. That'll, you know, create some changes in my mind. And then I'll, I'll revisit the, the PFF grades when I sit down to adjust the ratings during the week. And then when I get to the summer, like this time of year, it's much more team by team where I'm going preparing for these deep dives. I do two games of all 22 and uh, I haven't even really looked too much at like PFF grades for this one, but um, yeah, I, I try to put a very strong emphasis on what I'm seeing on film and then I'll tweak based on analytics and, and PFF grades. Interesting. So um, when you're, when you're doing college, uh, do you do you follow mm. a, a kind of a same approach where it's film first, then analytics, and then maybe like you know testing numbers after that, or is it, uh, was it a little bit different because it's college? Yeah, I I have a hard rule for myself when I do college players is that I don't look at anything before I watch them. I want a baseline opinion based on what I saw, and then I'll pull up the PFF grade. I'll read, you know, I'll look into whether it's Coleman or podcasts or whatever, but like all those podcasts dropping like top 10 wide receiver, you know, anyone that's like talking about anybody there, I want to have my own film grade on them before I get any influence. Um, and then I, I let other things kind of pull me in different directions. And that's, that's, I guess one big rule I have with college. Yeah. I have the same rule, which is uh, I always feel bad. Cause like I love, well, not anymore. Cause the podcast is over. Uh, but I used to love Mike and Austin's tailgate podcast. Yeah. But like every time I'm like, I'm in the middle of watching a film. Like I don't want to listen to yep. Mike's opinion on this or Austin's opinion on this. Like I wanted to see it uh, first before I, before I hear about it. Um, now I was on a podcast uh, a little after the draft talking about draft grades. And I did say that for, for draft, uh, for when it comes to players, I do change grades post-draft because I am a firm believer of no matter how much I like a guy or how much uh, analytics likes a guy, where he goes is almost as important, if not more important than how good of a player he actually is, right? Like, like I'll use Sam Howell for an example. I like Sam Howell. I thought he could be a, a solid player. Um, in a, this is already a pretty weak quarterback class anyway. And I was like, oh, no, maybe like he kind of fits in that group of like maybe being like a, like a uh, an eventual starter or like a, like a high-quality backup. He goes fifth round. His opportunity to get that role is now severely diminished. Mm-hmm. So that grade has to be adjusted. Doesn't mean I drop him from where I have him as like, no, that fringe little player to like absolute garbage, but it does have to be adjusted. Do you do the same for your uh, post draft? Because obviously, where you know you have to then make it into a Madden roster, and you know a guy that you think was a fifth, uh, like a first round guy goes in the fifth round. Yeah, you're not gonna make him an eighty, right? Like, how does that right. go? Yeah, it's definitely. Uh kind of getting pulled in both dire- directions with it. There's definitely going to be a situation like I'm still going to be higher on that player relative to 
the other fifth rounders. But yeah, I mean, you have to, it goes back to what you said about snap counts earlier. Like you have to, you have to take every bit of information you have and constantly be re-upping your opinion on guys. And when a guy goes in the fifth round and 32 teams pass on a guy four plus times, it's like, you know, obviously you still like what you saw, but there's something there that you don't know. And you have to, you have to let that information in and not be too stubborn about it. And uh, yeah. Yeah. I I think think that's, that's that's the whole key to evaluation, right? Is not being stubborn. Mm -hmm. Just admitting that admitting when you're wrong, uh, and listen, there's sometimes you have to kind of dig your feet in, but like just understand that you don't know everything and that you know, evaluation is not uh, a guaranteed process. So even um, when you look at like uh, Eric Eager's e- evaluations, it's a, it's a range for these guys. You know, it's like, you know, it's, it's a, it's a bell curve. Uh, yeah. So it's, no, it's not like a, it's not like a, um, like an exact science, which I kind of hate saying that because usually people that are stupid use that, use that phrase. Like I was not an exact science. Like you don't know how to spell that word. Fuck up. <laughs> so, um, but it, but it is like, like you just have to understand like you don't know everything and just, and just take the new information as you get it. It seems like people are so afraid of new information that right. they they'll have their initial opinion and then that's that's it. And it's not just fans. It I think it also goes to analysts and broadcasters, um, which is why we kind of fall into these traps of like some of the worst rankings I've ever seen in my life. Yes, that will released, be released in like. A month and a half, and you're like, how? Absolutely. How the hell is this guy ranked? Especially with quarterback rankings, man. Like that stuff uh, is is crazy. And then you also then look at like uh, we had this conversation about why are these first round players getting that that burnout fast? Continue to get love. It's like these GMs had their initial opinion of this guy, and even though there's seven more years now of 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 tape, they're like, oh well, he was good, old Miss, so fuck it. Yeah, dude, I I just did the Falcons deep dive. Tease Tabor is still on an NFL roster. No, don't get, don't, don't. Are you serious? Yes. As 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 the ball boy. Like he's he had starting opportunities for the Bears last year. It was awful. So I go from doing my Bears deep dive at thirty, have to watch him on film. I'm like, really? This guy is like diving head first, missing tackles, out of place in coverage. And then I go to my next deep dive and there he is listed on the safety depth chart for the Falcons. I'm like a second round pedigree gets you even a second round pedigree gets you that far. Question. How do you slow? How do you like uh, speed up your film enough to watch T's Tabor? Considering he's always running in slow motion. Is that, is that what gets, is that what you get in Euro game pass? You can actually see. It's a a bonus feature. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the Deez Tabor meter, it actually speeds him up to make it seem yeah, like he's a part of the game. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's... Oh. Um, so let's... Uh, Madden announced their their cover uh, at athlete. It was Coach Madden mm-hmm. uh, for this year, uh, which is, honestly, you know, he, he's been the cover guy for... Yeah, no brainer. For the beginning part, yeah, no brainer. Um, do you think that the days of the cover athlete are dead? Because back in the day when we were kids, we had to physically go to a store. There was at a time competing brands for all different uh, uh, sports. And who was on the cover when you were a kid? It was like a big deal. It was like, oh, I know this dude. I'll pick up this game. I'll know this dude. I'll see this. Now with everything being digital and essentially one company owning the rights to every of, of every 
video game across one sport does it matter anymore or is it kind of like a like like a gimmick at this point that's a good i i agree with that take i mean i've stopped caring but that's probably right. just because they've had stupid tom brady on the cover for like three straight years it, well, um to be, to be fair they keep thinking every year is gonna be the last year so i i get it <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean i would they've now had a bunch of years where they put like multiple players on the front and yeah, I think it's definitely not what it used to be. I, I agree with that. I mean, like, I, I like, and even like now, moving on from Madden, like you know, like uh, like baseball games are, are there even multiple baseball games anymore? It's just one now, right? Like there really isn't many sports yeah, where there's multiple games, right? Like, does NBA have a second game or did and NBA Live die? EA came in with NBA for a couple of years, but I think it died again. Right. So like, consider that no, none of the major sports have any competition. Like I guess yeah. even like even if they did have competition. I still don't think it would matter, right? Because you're just going online now. You're downloaded off off of the digital store. You're, you have to search for it, right? Back in the day, you you would just walk up and down the aisles, you know, like back when we were blockbuster kids, and like, oh yeah, grab this. Yeah. Now you have to know exactly what you're looking for. I to think, find it. I think where it's different now is the social media aspect of it. That's true. Where that you're trying to build hype for the game, surrounding who's who's going to be the the cover athlete. That that might be where. Uh, where the impact is. I guess it makes sense. Uh, and, and, yeah. Like, at the same time though, like, you know, if you're just continuing to get the game away for free. What's really matter? <laughs> Cause that game is, <laughs> uh, so, but, but real, real quick on that. And then I'll let you go. Cause I've already held you for way long. And I said, I'd hold you for it's all good. Um, they made some improvements with the scouting last year. I know Swami was a part of that. Now he's gone, right? He left. Yeah. Uh, so, um, we're going back to obviously the, the, the way it was before. Probably we're going to go back to Madden 2013. Um, <laughs> I, I like what they did. I thought it was a cool concept. It really wasn't executed that well, yeah. uh, in terms of, um, it, it, listen, either I'm the worst Madden player, which I've been playing for 20 years. So I really hope that I, I've gotten a little good, uh, over my time, uh, playing the game. It just seems like they try to make scouting harder than it actually is, <laughs> or they, or like, or more. More com- more convoluted than it actually is. Mm-hmm. Um, if you had to create a scouting aspect of of um, for Madden, like how how would you do it? I, you know, I I've thought about like how would I do this differently, and it, it is hard because you're you're trying to balance like well you don't want to overwhelm like you want you don't want too much there but you definitely don't want it to be as simple as it was before this new system where you press three buttons and you know everything you need to i actually i like the kind of idea of an automated process where you have a staff that goes and does the work for you you check in on it three or four times a year so i i actually wouldn't say i would change what they ended up doing too much you just need to give you more information <laughs> like yeah and i know they're i don't know what i can say because swami told me some stuff but like they've they have made some additions that people will like for next year's madden where they're giving you more uh because you know you could like like not even know what like a pass rusher you might not know if they're good at either speed rush or power rush like you you will know something you'll at least know a range of like you know roughly can this guy do this or is that not his game so uh that's definitely a big change that's needed 
is you should you have a full staff of scouts working on these players year round. Like you will have at least an idea of right every trade on all these players. So that's a huge change that's needed. Um, but actually, in general, I I just think they needed some tweaks, not like a complete tear it down and try again type of deal. No, I, I agree. I, I don't think it's like that. But it's not like days of, of before when it was like this is awful. Uh, yeah. But it seemed like they uh, like limiting the number of of like personal visits like three and like oh are you look yeah, at why these not? three players like I'm like these three players like you get thirty a, in real is, life is it just a scouting <laughs> assistant is it like, who who's working in this department yeah well, it's only three players like so to me the gold standard was always head coach 09, which because mm-hmm. uh, you couldn't you couldn't get everybody which you which is no true right you can't get everybody you have to allocate resources in different places. But you, by the time you were done, you kind of had like a 70% understanding of every player. And then the ones you really cared about, you had a, a very good understanding about. Yeah. I felt sometimes when I'm in Madden, I'm like, I'm the fourth round. I'm like, you're flying blind. Who the fuck is this guy? Like, yeah. I, I, all it says is he's got D toughness. And I get like the same blurb <laughs> that it's every, every linebacker. I'm like, yeah. great. I can't wait for me to draft this guy and Marcus tell me he sucks. Like, this, this is, <laughs> is going to be great. Um, so, like, uh, I, I do hope that they they continue to, to build on it. Um, and I, I did like what they did with with the weekly game plan. It, it made it a little more interesting. Um, uh, but I still think there's like it still gets kind of like monotonous and kind of boring after a while. Like mm-hmm. I do miss the. I know it's like no, it's kind of mini gameish, but I do miss the days of like playing training like camp. a mini game, training game. Like, yeah. That was just fun. Like it, yeah. it made it fun. It also allowed you kind of like to get to know the players a bit without having to sit through. A game, uh, which yeah. was which is nice because like how often do you really want to play with your third string players like in Madden? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I know. so outside of this guy, is there anything else you would you would like them to add to to make this feature better? And besides, like you know, besides like changing like the 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 trade AI, which it has been better over the years, but it's still significantly poor. Yeah, um, or like uh, the the free obviously no the big one dumping fucking defensive end outside linebacker and just adding edge yeah. already. Uh, like that would be important. But outside of like that stuff, is there anything you would, you think they could add to really make this game better in, your, in one year? Um, for me, it's, it's a free agency system like in the off season that is just new. Like mm. <laughs> I want to see um, also an upgrade to like the, Rollover cap, compensatory yeah. picks. Uh, they did eventually bring fifth year options back because it was broken. But it's like the real team building aspects. Yeah, the field that are restructure to 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 move yeah. to, to not just have it as a single. You know, it, it's every contact is backloaded in Madden, which mm-hmm. doesn't make any sense. Like you, because that wasn't always the way it was. Like twenty eleven, you can you can structure your contract properly. Right now, it's like it's just this is it, and that's the way it is. So yeah. I, like I void years, like yeah, all this stuff that's happening right in front of our face every single day is just you can't even even think about it. Uh, so for me, that's that's a huge thing. Is I mean, this you talk now to like NFL GMs and they'll say, you know, the game's changed a little bit. Like scouting as a GM is still important, obviously, but having an understanding of the cap and like being able to like manipulate the cap and build, put a like big team together under. The, all these rules and all the loopholes and stuff like it's huge right now. It's absolutely huge. So look at the Rams, man. Yeah, so that, that's 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 the whole thing, right? Is the Rams are able to manipulate the cap 
uh, to put together a phenomenal team and like scouting was still important. They, they ran to a good job with their, with their day two scouting, but like it, it was driven by, by free agent trade acquisitions. That yeah. Team. So I'm, I'm with you. So I, I, I agree. I, again, I, I don't know why head coach or nine is like this living my mind <laughs> rent free. I, but, but, uh, yeah. but like that free agent system was great. Yeah. You know, when you mm-hmm. had to, you just be the bidding system, which was, which was fun and not, you know, kind of boring, but, um, what do you got coming up? I know, I know you're in the middle of the of the deep dives right now. I think you just did the Falcon at 27? Or, or uh, 29. 29. 29. So yep. uh, when is 28 releasing? Uh, t- they're going to be on a weekly basis now as I head to Europe here next week. But, yeah, we got we got the deep dive series on my YouTube. It's uh, that franchise guy on YouTube uh, diving in. Seems to be getting longer every week. The Falcons was an hour and 22 minutes just me talking. Uh We've had we've had some great guests on. We had Brett Coleman. Uh, we had the Bears over Beers guys uh, come on for the Bears episode. So yeah, just diving in, taking a look, uh, player by player, talking about coach and scheme a lot more this year, which has been a fun addition. And uh, yeah, we're we're counting down to number one. So coming up is going to be our number twenty eight team, and it's all all the mystery of who's next. So are the Giants one? No. Oh God, go fuck! All right, man, uh, that, that's fine, I guess. <laughs> I will say, I I don't mind listening to long podcasts, but since the Giants have sucked, it's been hard listening to a Giants podcast for more than ten minutes. Fair, uh, dude. Thank you so much for coming on, man. It's been great. Yeah, thanks for having me, Matt. Thanks again to Marcus for staying on as long as he did. I kept him for way longer than I said I'd keep him for, and uh, no, I know he had he had plans to go to, so I I really do appreciate him taking the extra time to, to hang out with me and, and talk. You can follow him on YouTube at that franchise guy. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter at TFG underscore football. Um, he's one of the best analysts out there. I love this dude. His, his work is excellent. So definitely give him a, give him a watch, give him a listen, listen to his podcast, watch his stuff. Uh, and if you are a Madden player, check out the roster. If you don't already, it's one of the most downloaded things on, on the community. So you probably already do, but if you don't, Download it. I'll be back next week. I think we're going to move the uh, the release date to Wednesday mornings now. Uh, this probably seems like a better time to do it, especially when the season starts rolling. Getting on Tuesday morning is going to be a little, hard, a little hard. Wednesday morning will probably be best. So we're going to move it to Wednesday next week. will be the next episode. Um, what are we going to do? That's a great question. I don't know yet. I have a, a few studies I want to take care of. Hopefully, I get them, get them done by, by Wednesday. If that's the case, uh, we get a, a fun show. But either way, either way, it's going to be great. We got a lot to talk about. So see you guys next Wednesday.